0: Hello y'all and welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers and today we are going to talk about setting and maintaining boundaries. So we are going to talk about the difference between dreaming about having those boundaries and standards and, and feeling respected and honored to actually being and having that experience of life, not just dreaming about it. So I am super, super stoked to support you in this process and in this conversation. And there's going to be two parts of this episode. One is where I'm breaking down standards, expectations, limitations, boundaries, negotiables, or excuse me, non-negotiables, and then also the steps to setting and maintaining those. But. I want to preface this episode with a little bit of an emotional intelligence lesson around boundaries, right? Because sometimes from a lower frequency or an underdeveloped uh, mindset about boundaries is like we justify dissing people with boundaries and using them to cut people out of our lives. And yes, there are still, you could still choose to not interact with somebody, however, This is a really fine line in the way that we use this knowledge. The way that I'd like to baseline this is, does your boundary empower you and them? Or does it dis them? Therefore, it actually disses you. Uh, that's the only word I could come up with right, right now is dis. But to disempower that person and you. And so this is super powerful shift because it's not like, I have boundaries. Fuck that bitch, right? Like, right? it's not that it's that's not gonna educate anybody about their behavior, the impact of their behavior. Mm -hmm. And it is not necessarily your job to educate everybody about the impact of their behavior. However, the way that you act, react and interact could actually have a lasting impact on them realizing the impact of their behavior. So we are gonna dive in, but we are taking it up a notch. This is a lesson on emotional intelligence, obviously. Here you are at the Heart's Leash podcast. Welcome. Let's do this. So let's talk about standards, expectations, limitations, and non-negotiables, and therefore boundaries. So the standards, I want you to think of standards Is like, what is my standard of treatment? Um, I won't be talked to like that. I uh, won't treat my body that way. I won't. Do you notice I'm saying I... So it's about what we then allow, but this has to do with you too. It starts with you. And I will actually talk about that in the steps, but it starts with you. What is your standard? If your standard is, so here's, here's a great example. Someone who has like a vegan diet, but smokes cigarettes and drinks alcohol. It is a natural contradiction to how they say they want to treat their body. Let's say that eating vegan is a philosophical and dietary choice, meaning, that they are choosing, my body is a temple, right? Like, okay, but you're smoking, right? And so we have to look at our own standards of how we're gonna treat ourselves. Now, treating ourselves emotionally, if we talk shit to ourselves, everyone else is allowed to. It, period. Like, and it doesn't mean that you're consciously granting that permission. It means you are energetically and subconsciously granting that permission. So you gotta talk nice to yourself before someone else is gonna start talking talking nice to you, and I mean it. Okay, so a little basis on standards. Expectations. Expectations is a funny one, so I'm going to break it down a few different ways. I want to start by saying, what you've probably heard before, unfulfilled expectations lead to upset. So if you have an expectation and it goes unfulfilled, it is very, very likely you're going to be upset about it. Now, this is fine. You're allowed to have expectations, but you also have to recognize that when someone doesn't meet your expectations, that's on you, that's on you. You cannot blame someone else for not meeting your expectations. You can decide if that's okay with you, you can decide if that's someone you wanna interact with or do business with or be in relationship with, but if they don't fulfill that, And then obviously you can communicate that, but there is a difference between an expectation of somebody, which is what we've been talking about, is like what you think they'll do. And then there is a demand. When you demand someone is a certain way or performs a certain way, because demands come with consequences. Therefore, if you are, let's say giving someone a consequence for not fulfilling a demand, or otherwise you are punishing them for not fulfilling a demand, that is different than having an expectation of somebody. An expectation is more like a request. And inside of a request, people have permission to say yes or no. Timothy, I request you get me water. No, I'm busy. No, I'm not available. No, I won't do that. Get up and do it yourself, right? he has every right to say no to that. Uh, Timothy, I demand you get me water or I'm going, or I'm giving you the cold shoulder silent treatment, right? So he now has to make a decision between getting me water or getting the silent treatment, right? That's not, that's not, one, it's not very fair, but two, we do it in our lives all the time. So There is an expectation is essentially a request of somebody you you desire something someone or something to be a certain way, but it might not be that way. And if you get upset about it, that is you you have to check yourself on that. Okay that's all I'm going to say for expectations. I really hope this is already just like blowing your mind open. (laughs) Limitations. I love talking about limitations because I think that that word has gotten a negative connotation, but we should respect our limitations as people. We should respect the limitations of this concrete reality, time and space here. Like I cannot blast myself across. Like, I can't close my eyes and then be in New York right now, right? Like, we just haven't had those advances in this 3D realm. So, I have physical limitations of it would take me a certain time in a plane or a car to get to New York right now and so this is important inside of business and relationship and maybe health and wealth is you have natural physical limitations to what you can do you guys i want to serve literally thousands of people but these two hands these two ears these two eyes this one mouth this one heart cannot physically serve that many people, and I mean by myself. Can I set up a structure that serves that many people? Yes. Abigail herself cannot be on the phone with hundreds of people a week. I don't want to use the word impossible because I could, right? Like I could get on the phone with hundreds of people a week, but like look at and think about what my actual impact would be, what the capacity to serve would actually be, as opposed to talking to maybe a dozen people a week to trying to fit in hundreds per week. So we have to look at our limitations. And when you're at capacity, you have to acknowledge those limitations saying, I do not have space for that. I do not have energy for that. I do not have the capability for that. And if you want to have the time, the space, the money, the energy, the capability for that, you would have to actually shift who you are and how you operate to make space for that. So our limitations can be increased, but we have to respect them as they are, where they are, how they are. And then we can look at increasing them. Last thing I want to talk about is non-negotiables. Our non-negotiables are literally the things that we will not give up, we will not negotiate, we will not bend on. I'm going to give you a great example because I actually negotiated my non-negotiable and I'm paying for it. I know for myself as a Pisces, as who I am, the way that I live, the way that I know that I am sourced, I belong next to the water. I belong next to the ocean particularly. I grew up near a lake for the first, you know, 20 something years of my life and then I moved over to the ocean. And so when I fell in love with Timothy, I moved away from the ocean to Prescott, Arizona at a thousand feet or 5,000 feet. And there's, you know, there's a few little lakes here and there, but it's not the presence of the water like I know that I need. And so I agreed with myself. I agreed with myself to not negotiate moving away from the water. And then we plan to go to Mexico. We plan to travel the U S in a camper and, and we have those plans and I'm excited about those plans. And it required me. I gave up my space in California to move in with Timothy so that we are moving from our one spot, right? It makes perfect sense. It, it seems like that would be logical. However, my body is responding to not being by the water. That is a non-negotiable for my being. And in my mind, I could negotiate that. I could say, ah, eh, it doesn't matter. It's only a couple months, but my body is reacting. I've different. I am missing that energy source for myself. And so, you know, we've had plenty of very healthy conversations. Like it's not a good week. I miss the water. I need to go take a weekend trip. I need, you know, and we have a really great understanding of that, but that is because I have a great understanding of myself. And so you guys, you have non-negotiables for you and yourself and that when we negotiate them, we pay for them. And so it's important to see like, I will no longer be in a relationship that includes uh, verbal abuse or sexual abuse. Or, you know, I know that's an extreme side of it, but some of us have to make that agreement with ourselves is that we will not tolerate that, right? Or just like living in a certain place or behaving a certain way or our value systems. We might not negotiate our value systems. You might require uh, being in a relationship with someone who has the same... Uh, religious beliefs as you or how like when it comes to raising children there are non-negotiables so you have to look at those things and then maybe the way that you treat your body I you guys plenty of you you all know I'm sober at this point is a non-negotiable for me that I am not I'm not drinking I'm not smoking and that's thank you no thank you people can do that around me I don't mind that Tim drinks wine with dinner like that doesn't bother me but that's not something for me right so we have to maintain and set those boundaries boundaries. And a great example with the alcohol is like when you're going out and people can't respect that decision for you, then maybe they're not people that you're going to be interacting with as frequently. Now, I think this is a great place to mention. This is where we really choose who to interact with. And then I want to talk about the frequency, which we actually interact with somebody, not just simply block them out of our lives or You know, you literally cannot talk to them. It's that, you know, and some people, again, they can't respect a boundary. So you actively choose not to participate in their lives or vice versa. However, it can still happen from a place of completion, from a place of wholeness, and also from a place of choice, not victimhood. One thing I'd love to recommend is to head over to the conversation from two weeks ago, Conversations to Completion, which is a great episode that if someone's not respecting your boundaries, you can have a conversation to completion with them to communicate a new standard of living with them. So how to set and maintain boundaries. For my type A folks, I have a nice little one, two, three, four, five, six point list that I'm going to share with you in this brief moment is, um, Setting boundaries, setting and maintaining. So, setting first. Check in with yourself. What are my standards? What are my expectations of myself, of people? And expectations are so subtle. You might have expectations for how certain age people behave for how women behave, how a husband is supposed to behave, how your children are supposed to behave. You have expectations literally plastered all over your life. That's why you mostly feel disappointed on a day-to-day basis because life and people aren't fulfilling your expectations. You might have to check in on those. So checking for yourself is the first one check in on your limitations. Where are you lying to yourself or ignoring your limitations and running yourself ragged or constantly falling short because you are not actually honoring your limitations? And then non-negotiables, checking in with yourself. What are your non-negotiables and what's the cost of negotiating them? So step one, check in with yourself. Step two, set them for yourself. So once you are more clear about what your standards and and all those are, set them, set the standard, set the expectation. set the limitation. This doesn't mean it's written in stone. These should all be up for conversation, especially with yourself. And I will share that in the next couple steps, but set them and follow them for yourself. If you say, I don't want people talking crappy to me, then you have to stop talking crappy to you, period. And when you stop talking crappy to you, you will be able, it will be like nails on a chalkboard when someone else is talking crappy to you, or get this, when someone else is talking crappy to themselves or about someone else, that's another thing you will no longer be able to tolerate. And you'll actually be able to communicate, hey, I don't really want to go there. I've made, and here's a great communication. I have made a commitment to myself to behave differently. I have made a commitment to myself to exist at a different frequency. That's not something that I'm comfortable with. That's not something that I have room for. I am not available for that, right? So this is what maintaining your boundaries. So check in with yourself set for yourself. Step three is set with others. I went into that, right? Is you are now setting these new boundaries with others. Hey, I'm not drinking. I'm a no to alcohol. I would appreciate if you do not offer me a drink and or question why I'm not drinking. Thank you so much, right? And this is a really great time. This does happen, you guys. Please don't let yourself get all victimy or all upset about when people don't respect your standards and boundaries. Because when we li- exist at a lower frequency and we have negotiated them, people expect us to negotiate them. Because we have before. So all of a sudden you're showing up new and you're going to have to teach people how to treat you. You're going to have to retrain people that have known you how to treat you. I, a family member, when I was home for Christmas and I was giving up alcohol, like I didn't have the courage yet to really give it up. And my aunt kept offering me drinks. And I was like, yeah, thanks, no thanks. And it was just like, what, what? You're not drinking? And it's like, and, and respectfully, I was known as the party girl. So it was a really new Phase and a really new identity for them to see me as someone who doesn't drink or someone that is like conscious and aware at all times. And so uh, you have to establish that with others. And then step four is reestablish and reestablish and reestablish and reestablish. Please do not get discouraged or upset by this step. People forget people don't listen, people are doing their own thing, they're living life through their own filter, they might want the old you back, like, and it's all okay. But if you want to set and maintain boundaries, you have to set and maintain boundaries. And that looks like reestablishing, thank you, no thank you, thank you, no thank you, thank you, no thank you, okay? And what that will make obvious is who respects you on that level. This really does show different levels of friendship and respect and trust and um, support. And it's okay if at this point in your life that some relationships start to fade or break down. It is really okay. There is really nothing wrong with them or you. This is about the empowered part of having these boundaries where you're like, I do not choose to hang out with that person anymore. It's not like, F her, she's a, fine. right? Like it's not that. And in Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter, I actually talk about certain quitters who I wore like suits of armor to set new boundaries. And so I definitely understand how it takes courage that we don't already feel like we have to do this work okay so one you might want to get giving up giving up the memoir of a quitter it's exactly a lot of this process and it's also on audible or you can grab it on abigailgatson.com forward slash books it's a brilliant book for this conversation so you're going to re and read and re-establish your boundaries And then you're going to recalibrate your boundaries. This is step number five, recalibrate, meaning you might have gone to one side. Like if you're all the way on one side of the spectrum and you think the solution is to go all the way to the other of like absolutely no nothing. And then somewhere in the middle is actually more appropriate for you. Like on the boundaries is, uh, let's say... I don't know, I'm just going to use this. You always have friends over. You always have friends over at your house and you have no privacy. People at this point can just like walk through your door because it's just open door policy. People are always calling to hang out and you're tired of it. You need your own time. So you go, no one can come over. No one. My I lock the door, never answer the phone. This is it. I'm different now, right? Like you might go all the way to that extreme and it's important. though. That phase is important too because you are breaking away from a pattern that had previously disempowered you. You might feel empowered in that new behavior for a time. However, you might also miss some friends. You might miss some company. And so you fall somewhere in the middle where you recalibrate your boundary of saying, I only have friends over on Saturdays and Sundays. I got to get my work done throughout the week, right? Perfectly healthy, wonderful, great. And it's still a boundary and a standard, an expectation, a limitation, and non-negotiable, right? Like all of those things come into play. And so it's a place to recalibrate. So just because you've set something up doesn't mean you can't shift that either. None of this is in stone. And then the last thing is reiterate. Reiterate, meaning reestablish. So once you recalibrate those boundaries, you're gonna reiterate those boundaries with the people in your life and obviously with yourself. Sometimes this looks like mirror work. Like I uh, don't speak to myself that way. I love myself. I am growing every day. I'm getting better. I love myself. I'm lovable. I'm worth it. I can, I am willing to invest in myself. I am willing to care for myself. You might do that kind of work with yourself Before you can do it with others. So, you guys, I love this talk. I love this conversation. I love the book, Giving Up, Giving Up for This. And I do want to say you are listening to this at a time that we are launching off a handful of new Hearts Unleashed book clubs. And so, I would love to encourage you to head to abigailgazda.com forward slash shop and you will probably see somewhere close to five or six new book clubs starting up and about three or four of them are probably the giving up giving up book club and we whenever you're listening to this episode we are always launching new book clubs we always have giving up giving up available so please check it out tune in dive in and join us join us for exactly this conversation it has been some of the most monumental transformation i've seen inside of my company with our clients and with our team so i love you guys so much. I hope you got exactly what you needed from today's episode. Thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. I love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.